Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Our podcast is inflated. It's inflated? Yeah, inflation's everywhere today. Like it's nine, eight, eight percent or something this quarter. Like it's full of air? That I would believe. Well, I mean, that's not what the other inflation's about. I figure our inflation is probably maybe maybe it's a more airy podcast, a a lighter, less filling podcast. Yes, or the value has increased. The value per pound has increased. <laughs> well, there's a lot of pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about yeah. I, I saw think my pounds have increased. On Definitely. Twitter, I saw a, a a profile of a of a young woman who apparently usually when I see these profiles because they follow me these they're basically bots right. Anyway, I saw this this Twitter profile that said in her bio she said she loved violet sex. <laughs> I was thinking I need to research that. Yeah, might be the next thing, right? Well, it's got a stamen, right? <laughs> well. <clears throat> At least it's colorful, anyway. Yeah. So, I have you heard that the um, that the union in New York, or the I'm sorry, the employees, Amazon employees, voted to join the union in New York. No. Yes. So they had like I think it was 55 percent for the union and 45 percent against it. Um, but it's interesting because uh, Amazon is appealing. Now, I don't know if you remember what happened when they had the vote in, like, Alabama. No. Nope. But uh, Amazon did all kinds of sneaky things to to convince people that it wasn't a good idea, to convince them that voting was a bad idea. They fired somebody who was an organizer. They put out, like, fake voting boxes for people to put their ballots in that weren't really voting boxes. Like it's Anyway, they did, they nice. did unbelievable things. And, of course, the people that that held that election are are uh, asking for another election because of all that. But it's interesting that now Amazon is objecting to the election in New York, saying the uh, the organizers, uh, you know, among other things, they have several objections, but one of them was they intentionally created hostile confrontations in front of eligible voters. Now, this is the best part. By interrupting the mandatory meetings the company held to persuade its employees to reject the union drive. (laughs) (laughs) So the company's holding mandatory meetings to persuade you you shouldn't vote for the union drive. And those meetings were interrupted and that created a hostile environment. They thwarted our efforts to be one-sided. Exactly. And therefore they created a hostile environment. So the, um, yeah. I mean that's just one of the objections. The rest of them are less interesting. They're they're just the same crap about how you know something was misleading. But it's just hilarious. I thought that was great. And so, what happens if they win? That does that throw out the vote, or do they have to do it over? I think or? they have to do it over. But I don't think Amazon's going to win because if Amazon can win their objections, um, I read them all. They they were not nearly they didn't have nearly the objections that Alabama has and I don't know if Alabama's going to get a revote so I mean of the two you know Alabama should definitely get 
the court should, you know, say, yeah, that was a tainted election. In the case of Amazon's uh, complaints, they're just they're just doing everything they can. They're, you know, they're just trying their best. I mean, let's face it. If they had mandatory meetings to tell people why they shouldn't vote for the uh, union and then they lost, the, you know they're going to try whatever they can try. Right. But you think it won't work then? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think the courts are going to be sympathetic to Amazon. I mean, let's face it. Amazon is like the one of, if not the most highly valued company on the planet. Mm-hmm. They've got more money than God. Jeff Bezos built a yacht so big that they had to remove the bridge to get it out of the bay. Um, and they did, by the way, which is pathetic. You're making me feel bad for using Amazon. Well, it didn't take just you using it. It took all of us using it for this to happen. I mean, it's obviously it's a very popular service. Um, I try not to use Amazon, but unfortunately there's a lot of stuff. If you if you look, a lot of the people that you used to buy things from now sell in an Amazon store because, or in the Amazon marketplace, or whatever they call it. Yeah. Because if they don't, then they lose all that traffic, and they lose those you know the, the benefits of whatever goes with being in the Amazon marketplace. So I've expanded my Amazon use lately, actually. Like I, everything, I just start. Cause, yeah, I, oh, I got to run to the store and do this, put this on the shopping list. And then you have to be at the store and remember everything on your shopping list. Oh and yeah. Like, yeah. And you think, oh, you think, you I, think maybe I'll be at the store in like three or four days and I'll make a note to get it. And you're like, hell, it'll be here in two, three days. Why not just fucking order it while I'm thinking about it? Yeah. It, yeah. That, yeah. That's part of it. Plus when you go out, it's like you have to go to Walmart to get these things, but then you have to go to Dollar General to get those. And then you have to, this doesn't have the brand I like, so I got to go to Publix or whatever to get the other thing, and then yeah, no, there's some stuff like, I can only get on Amazon. I just I like there's a local GNC right. I've gone there to see if they have any decent uh, vegan protein powders, and they have a couple, but they suck. Um, they're just not any good, and they're expensive too uh, because they're vegan, right? They charge like twice as much as everything else. Um, and I found a really good vegan protein powder that I really like. And the only place I can buy it is on Amazon. So I have to order it. And there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I go in waves. I'll go in spurts where I'll just sit down and just order everything from Amazon, you know, and be done with it. And then other times I'll be like, no, Dollar General for me is just down the road. Like it's walking distance. So that one's easy. If it's at Dollar General, if it's something, you know, cheap, light that I can just pop over there and get, you know, carpet freshener or whatever, some stupid shit, I just pop over there and get it. So, But I buy a lot of stuff from B&H Photo because their prices are competitive and their service is just as good and their return policy is great and they're not Amazon. Yeah. But there are not many places that aren't Amazon. Even when you go to their website, you're still going through their Amazon Marketplace store. It's kind of takes photo doesn't have the carpet freshener though. No, usually. they don't. But they have almost everything else. They have computer stuff. You know, they have obviously camera gear and all that, but they have a lot of stuff. So I can get a lot of stuff from them. And oh, and I get an automatic 7% discount on B&H. So that that helps too. Nice. Anyway, so enough of that. Uh but yeah, Amazon is crying in their soup because they lost that election and now they're going to have a, a union if 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 it goes through, they're going to have union people in their shop, and 
It's just going to make them so sad because they're so good to their employees. Right, because now they're going to have to let them go to the bathroom and they have to go. And they're yeah, gonna... it's going to. I mean, your Amazon order is going to come late. And they're going to send. They're going to put a note in the box that says, "The reason your order is a day later than it would have been is because of the union." Yep. Yeah, they're going to try to Fuckers. get all. Yeah, you know, try to get us all to hate the union. Now, honestly, I have mixed feelings about unions because when I was growing up, the unions were pretty powerful. And they did things that were evil. Yeah. Um, you know, if like if, if a job was out for bid and it went to a non-union company, the union people would sabotage the job. I mean, this they weren't, we're not talking about just, you know, being angry. They, they would break things. Um, I, I witnessed a, uh, an event of that nature personally when I was out walking one night. I saw some uh, like a, a crew working on a stoplight at like 2 a.m. And I thought, well, this is weird. It wasn't like a crew. It wasn't like an official crew. They didn't have all the lights. There was no cones. It was just somebody out there working, and they had what looked like a work truck, right? And um, and so I walked around behind the vehicle and, and made a mental note of the license plate number, and then I walked straight to the police department, which was only like four blocks away, and filed a report. And of course, they didn't do anything with it. But that's like, a lot of walking. Well, I was just out walking. I was just out. Just it was two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was just out for a walk. So it didn't really matter where I walked. I mean, I walked all over the place. But um, but anyway, so so I filed this report with the police department, and then like I don't know, a week or two later, some guy knocks on my door and says he's an investigator and he's investigating this. And 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 it's funny because he's asking me. He goes, "Do you remember that license plate?" I said, "I gave it to the person that night." I said, "If." If I remembered it at all, I remembered it then, right? I don't remember it better now. He's like, well, we ran a check on that plate, and it was registered to a car in such and such a town, but it didn't fit the description of the vehicle that you gave. And I'm like, well, buddy, that's the license plate, because I sure as hell two weeks later don't remember that fucking license plate. <laughs> right. But I asked him what was going on. He said that he said that, that was a job that went to a non-union company, and the, and the union people had come in and cut the cables off at at the at the ground at ground level after all the concrete had set and everything and so that all had to be busted out it cost like fifty thousand dollars or something to fix it that's crazy it is but that was that was a personal experience i've had i've heard many many stories about union things but that was a personal experience i had and um yeah i remember when they would i guess probably a little bit different scenario but the union would go on strike and then the company would try to hire people to work during the strike, and mm-hmm. they union yeah call, picket call line. them scabs right, and the scabs yeah. would have to cross the line, the picket line, and the union people like they would get violent with the scabs. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean that was sort of defeating the purpose of their uh, their their strike, right? Yeah, yeah. People come in, assuming that people could do the job. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of union busting going on and there were some good reasons for it. Unfortunately, when the unions went away, and this is why I have mixed feelings, when the unions, you know, lost their power and went away, then all of a sudden the employers started, you know, not giving people raises, you know, no benefits, no, what? well, I mean, I shouldn't say no benefits, but, you know, lousy benefits, Give them part time hours so they don't have to give them any benefits, and then you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's the the companies do the dirty stuff, like cap them at a certain number of hours so they don't have to give them health care or 
Yeah, they don't have to abide by any of the laws, employment laws hardly, you know. Or in the case or, of Amazon, don't let them have restroom breaks or, you know, if the right. person next to you dies on the job, just keep working around them. Exactly. Act, they've they've act got like a, nothing's happening. a yeah. gutter you push dead people into and it's a mm-hmm. conveyor belt that just hauls the bodies away because it happens so often. There yeah. was that story, though, where the lady died on shift and they told everybody just to keep ignore working. it. Yeah, just yeah. keep working. We we haven't got time to to stop right now. Just keep working. Uh, that is an interesting story. Um, anyway, so yeah, but but when you look at what goes on with like the police unions and the teachers unions and stuff like that, you're about you know like I mean we've talked many times about the police unions and the problems with with when police commit a crime, you know how they don't have to do this and you know, it's all because of the unions. Every time someone tries to change the rules, the unions go ballistic. So right. So, yeah, I have mixed feelings about unions. I think we need some sort of employee protection, uh, and I don't know what that is. You know, maybe it's a, a job the government has to do, you know, change the laws. But um, to me, that would make more sense just to have good employment laws, you know, that say, hey, you can't work somebody 39 hours a week to avoid paying benefits or whatever, and you can't do this and you can't do that, and you have to provide this level of benefits and you have to provide, you know, this whatever. Um, yeah, well, I mean, healthcare. Like, if we get into that, you got to separate that from employment, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, that should be completely separate. I mean, that would be a, a huge improvement if we could, if we could get universal healthcare to where people didn't need healthcare through their work. That would free up a lot of people because there's lots of people who work a job just because they don't want to lose their healthcare. Exactly. So, and yeah, and the companies would have to compete harder. You know, make wages better and make benefit packages more attractive, you know, to keep their employees. So if we're on scandals, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you have heard, but, uh, Oklahoma, I believe it was passed a law that made abortion basically a crime where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That place. Yeah. Texas has actually charged a woman who, uh, I don't know if she miscarried or had an abortion, but they charged her with murder. Oh, geez. Um, and we were going to discuss the don't say gay bill in Florida today because uh, because we were going to talk about like how parents exploit their children and things like that. And we, we were basically, the don't say gay bill, you and I had a little bit of a discussion offline and we sort of were on the, well, parents should have some say in when their children are exposed to certain things. And uh, I don't remember which side of the argument you was on and I was on. Because I'm, I'm, I'm always nuanced in these things. I, I see that there's, you know, there's arguments on both sides, although the right has been going kind of wacko lately. Yeah, I don't remember that I picked a side per se. Well, you're going to have to pick one now. Oh, okay. You're either going to be on the parents' side for... All right, let, lay out the argument for me then. Well, the don't say gay bill basically just says that the teachers aren't allowed to discuss things like gender or, uh, you know, anything about sex or anything. And, and, and it's, they claim it's only in, like, elementary school. They claim that it doesn't apply to middle school or seniors only applies to young kids. I don't know if that's true or not. So that would that would definitely change the equation a little bit. But the problem is that like if a student were to ask a teacher a question that's related to something like that, the teacher's not even allowed to answer, which I think is a little ridiculous. 
Like if the kid says, may I go to the restroom? The teacher's response can't be like, which one do you intend to use? Right, right. The teacher's not allowed to to, to interrogate them regarding mm. their gender. Okay, Johnny, but only if you use the men's room. Do you remember? This time, do you remember the was it Saturday Night Live that had the the um person Pat, uh, Pat? Yeah, Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody knew which which gender Pat was. Right, right, so right. They were waiting to see which bathroom he was going to use or she was going to use. We don't know. They were going to use yes. Um, what is it? What's the word for that? When you're when you're um, androgynous, androgynous. That's it. I always I always get that word confused with another word. Anyway, so yeah, androgynous. But uh, but seriously though, we when we were talking about this last week, um, what came up in my mind was was that parents do all kinds of shit to exploit their children, like like beauty pageants. I mean, if it was up to me, it would be illegal for you to put your five year old girl in a beauty pageant, right? Because that, that's what started this discussion last week because there was a, I don't know if it was a picture or a video or something, but the the mom was standing there holding the baby who was clearly, you know, not even walking age yet. And they had this baby all made up, like there's makeup all over the baby or whatever. And they were, <laughs> and they were calling... Oh, that's that, right. That's right. We were talking about someone maybe gas. A, we didn't know if they were gaslighting baby. Right. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know. They're probably gaslighting. I'm. I'm gonna bet money they were gaslighting. But I mean, it could yeah. be. But that that's just like if that were true, that would be ridiculous. Yes. It just seems like humanity. You can't go either way without people like it's like our drive to win overrules everything else. Like if there's, you know, a a split of opinion on any point, then I have to come up with such an extreme example that you have to agree with me. Or, or I'm, I'm going to take my own opinion so far that it's just like outright insane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Oh, believe me, I know what you mean. I mean, when they talk about gay marriage, remember the whole argument with gay marriage is what, are you going to be allowed to marry your dog, your horse, your goat? You know, it's like, these are people, buddy. They're people. Right, but that's just a theoretical argument. Like, but somebody will do that, right? Like somebody who's way on the side of, you know, Mm -hmm. anybody should be allowed to marry any person or thing that they want is going to try to do that, you know, well, and it might be because they legitimately are cuckoo and try, you know, to do that. But how much of that is because they're influenced by, you know, the one side of the argument about how this is the right way to be and all that kind of stuff, or how much of it is they're only doing it to piss off people on the other side. Or well, how much yeah, I think honestly, people I think on the other side staging it to piss their own people off. I think the staging is yeah. more common than someone actually doing some of these crazy things. And that's why I think the, the person with their baby made up was staged. And the reason I say this is because people don't put makeup on their girl babies. I mean, it's not, some people do. That would be ridiculous. If you did, it's ridiculous. Okay. I mean, they certainly get their hair done. They get their ears pierced. I mean, if you think about even that. I'm thinking babies don't even have hair. 
Okay, or they don't have very yeah, much do. hair. Not enough to get it done. I mean, the baby. Yes, they I'm, do. Are you? Are we talking about an infant or are we talking about a toddler? Because those are two different things. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about a fresh out of the womb baby, but well, that's kind of what I pictured when you said she was holding her in her arms. She is in that picture, and the baby's got a little bit of hair. But I mean, by you know, six months or eight months or whatever, babies have enough hair to make little pigtails out of. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway, whatever. I just think it's all ridiculous because the baby doesn't know the difference. You know, you could correct. You can paint them up any way you want. It doesn't matter. It's all just it's it's the parent being ridiculous. I and and I, there's nothing you can do about bad parenting. It's unfortunately it's it's totally socially acceptable to be an idiot and be a parent at the same time. <laughs> well, that is true. But uh, yeah, I so mean, so where does that get us then? Uh, well, I mean, I still don't so buy. Am I in favor of this? Bill no, 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 no. Not? The state has know. no business in this shit. This is the problem: is the state is stepping. I mean, you know, you realize that the state has passed laws. I don't remember which states, but there are states now that have passed laws that ban certain medical treatments that are related, you know, for transgender children, right? And they've just okay. So, in in my opinion, if if you go to your doctor and your doctor recommends something. The state shouldn't be allowed to step in and say, no, no, that's not okay. Well, that's always the case. I mean, the insurance, we have that same well, but that's, debate. The insurance, the insurance has, got a, has got a financial shouldn't. interest, but the state has zero interest in your medical care. I mean, it's not, right. it's not I mean, imagine if you just left it up to some politician about what, what sort of medical treatments they approve of. Right. You know, I mean, that's what this is. It's, it's it's a morality decision. It's not based on public health or the interest of the public. I mean, sure, you could talk about like vaccines and say it's in the interest of the public that people get vaccinated. So the state has an interest in, in encouraging you to get vaccinated. But that's different from transgender care because it's so personal, right? I mean, it's something that nobody even needs to know about. Right. Now, I think the whole thing is stupid, but we've gone off the deep end. I mean, we got states that are banning abortion. we got states that are passing laws where people can be sued for getting abortion by people that are completely unrelated. And, you know, it's just like, what the hell is happening in this country? The, the right is just, apparently, you know, I think we've said this before, but I think, honestly, that the right is losing its grip on the country. And they know that. And they're doing everything they can while they're still in power, to, to hang on to power and to, to make these laws that are just stupid. And, of course, they have the Supreme Court right now, which is just pathetic. Um, it's one of the saddest things ever. And I wonder how much of it is to benchmark it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, for example, and I'm going to fall back on numbers because I – generally do but let's say you were on a side of an argument and you said 100 and i said no zero and we said okay well if we were going to compromise we would go 50 right that's right well, that would middle. be a perfect compromise yeah okay but since but, i'm way pushier than you are i'd probably get to 60 well what i'm saying is <laughs> sorry so so what what they're doing is they go fuck you 500 Right. right. So the compromise is even more than what would be reasonable. Right. Well, so they push through these extreme things. So even if 
the other side came into power and tried to work that back, they would only be able to roll it back so much to where you still, the other side still already won. Am I making sense? Well, yeah, although I don't know that it works that way. I think some of these things are going to get just literally thrown out in courts. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I have no idea. what's. I just think that the Republicans have lost their minds. They they are literally panicking and trying to hold on to power as much as they can. But so, I agree with you, except I tend to think they've all lost their fucking minds. You know what I mean? Well, we all uh, collectively. Not us. No, no. no collectively, us. we've all lost our minds. I'm going to tell you why right now, because you realize that like, we have sort of a shortage of gasoline right now. Right. Oh, you know, I think I know where you're going. Yes. Well, to some extent we do. I mean, it's a, in theory, the price is high because of supply and demand. It may not be. It may be price gouging. But right now, as far as we know, since we're, you know, cutting Russian oil out of the picture and all that, that we, you know. But I don't know if you know this, but more people have scheduled travel this year than, like, I don't know. It's not like it's not like double, but it's way more than a normal year pre right. pandemic because everybody's been cooped up and they're all wanting to travel. So so what are we doing? Like we have this these high gas prices because of a shortage of fuel and we're all going to get in jets and cars and travel around the world to make it worse. <laughs> right. This, this is I just it's just cognitive dissonance. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like you complain that the price of gas is high. The way to fix this would be to conserve gas because if you're not buying it, they've got to lower the price. Right. Um, but they did. They are adding. I don't. Did you know that that the the law? Well, called regulations. Not really law. The regulations are that you can run fifteen percent ethanol during the winter, but not during the summer. I didn't realize that until this is where I thought you were going with that until I read a headline or a little bit of a story yeah, somewhere that said they're going to allow it. Basically, we're going to allow more pollution than normal in order to yeah. drive down gas prices. Right. Well, it, it, it's not even driving them down. I think it's just keeping them under control. Or, to, okay. I mean, the prices. I, well, I mean, that's the goal is to get them down. But at this point, you know, the point that I just made a minute ago, you know, we're going to see ridiculous escalation in fuel costs because the travel hasn't happened yet. People are just planning on traveling, right? It's, so it's, you know, if the demand skyrockets and the supply can't go up, which is what we've sort of determined it at the moment, if we try to get Saudi to increase, the OPEC won't, OPEC's basically like, yeah, we're not, we're not pumping more. We don't have any more to pump and we don't want to anyway because we like to see the price around $100 a barrel. Mm-hmm. So if there's no more supply and the demand goes up, well, what the hell are you going to do? Raise the price. Well, I mean, that's absolutely, I mean, it has to happen because what it comes down to is I've got three widgets and I get five people that want to buy them. So who's got the most money? Right. If that's the way it is, if there's, and we could have shortages, we could literally have, Gas stations running out of gas. I mean, if you're just using more than we can make, then guess what? That's what happens. So I just think, you know, well, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I mean, I'm hoping that somehow we don't have these. There are people that are 
starting to talk about cutting down on our energy consumption and maybe people will make up for their travel by not driving to work you know in in their own car or something you know carpooling or something i don't know but maybe maybe we're working from home (laughs) well and that's one of the things i mean during the pandemic we cut back on our fuel consumption a lot and i'm like okay so we've proven that we can do this right Mm -hmm. of course that means no travel it means no driving to work and back it means no going to school i mean there's lots of things that we didn't do during the pandemic that we probably want to do because I mean, they're still talking about the trauma that those poor kids went through by not being able to go to school for a year and a half. Oh, yes, that was terrible. Yeah. Torturous. Well. To have to sit there on a computer and take your tests. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I know you're being facetious, but honestly, in my opinion, if that's the most traumatic thing that happens to you as a child, you, you should count yourself lucky. Oh, I totally agree. But I'm just balking at that being trauma at all. Like, I would have killed for that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, as an yeah. autodidact, oh. I, I mean, I, I was basically going to school just to go through the motions. That's what all does that, that mean? Uh, it's self-taught. I like to be... An autodidact means you teach yourself? Yes. You tend to be a person who reads books and, yeah, you don't don't take classes. Yeah. Well, I mean... Classes are okay, uh, but I like being taught by the computer because then once I get it, I move on. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. yeah. I, I took. You can set the pace, yeah. And and you can repeat it as many times as you want. You can back it up. The computer never judges you if you play the same thing 300 times. Right. In high school, I took pre calculus and calculus in the same year. Um, which I had to get special permission just to be able to do. And the irony is that I passed calculus and I got an incomplete. In pre-calculus? Which means technically I didn't pass pre-calculus. But, um, you know, that was in high school. And then like, oh, it was probably 13 years later, one of my many attempts at college, uh, I took calculus again because I had forgotten most oh, yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, I've forgotten all my calculus. And well, I still have, I've, for, I've re forgotten it now, but the second time I took it when, you know, I was in college and it was many, many, many years later, it was not by, uh, you know, a professor who sat there with an oxygen tank and talked about calculus like this and the function of X <laughs> is, um, so the derivative of Y. Yeah. Yeah. But but I took that class on the on the computer, and at that point, it was like, you know, a CD-ROM or something like that, but whatever. And I finished it in, like, uh, three weeks, maybe less, something just crazy. Like, I so you had through you the had, thing, because they would teach you, and I go, okay, I get it. Let me take the test on it. Took test, and then they go to the next stage. Yeah, it's you just know. a reminder, a refresher course for you. And you probably well, had, you probably had Connell Fullencamp. I mean, he was awesome, so... Yeah, that's part of it. Is he coming back ever? Oh, is sure. This a, sure. Is this no, a he'll come carrot back. you're dangling there? I don't know when he's coming back, but he'll come back. He loved he loved being on our podcast. We just he's just a busy guy, so I've got to catch him between classes. Yeah, but in any event, part of it might be that it was refresher, but I attributed it to the fact that I'm the only one that has to understand 
in order for us to progress. Like in a class setting, the whole class has to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's murder. Before you can get to, and it's like, oh my god, people. But the only things <laughs> I learned in school, and and it was you know with prejudice, um, was like history and and some other things because I I didn't want to learn those things. Like I wasn't home reading books about history. I just wasn't a big history mm-hmm. buff. But I taught myself, you know, trig and everything else, you know, algebra, trig and all that before I even got out of sixth grade because I liked to do electronics and you needed to have that stuff. And then I went on just, I just basically got in the habit of reading all the books and, and, and sleeping through the classes because I hate having people lecture me at this snail's pace. I'm a fast learner and, and I learn well from reading. Not everybody learns by reading, a lot of people don't have you know good comprehension, or they don't have the right books, or whatever. Um, but I tend right. to tend to learn well from reading, and and that's how I've learned everything. I mean, I taught myself programming. I never went to college, right? And still one of the best programmers I know. But anyway, I, I digress. Don't, I don't mind being taught. Like I, I'm, I can handle a lecture or whatever if you want to call it that. What I don't like is when you say something. When you're lecturing me, you tell me this is this, and I go, okay, I got it. And then you tell me again, and I'm like, yeah, I got it. We can go to the next. Yeah, but those people over there don't understand. Like, oh, my God. Oh, well, yeah. we don't have time for this. <laughs> but but when I was in high school, I was running out of classes to take, right, because I'd taken everything. And so there was a there was an agricultural science class. I thought, well, what the hell? I mean, agricultural science, it can't be terrible learn about fertilizer and plants and whatever well i get in this class and they're trying to the teacher is trying to teach people about like weights and measures right you know the (laughs) units of measurement and stuff and so he's like okay so there's two thousand pounds in a ton right and he'd be Mm -hmm. like so tom how many pounds are in a ton and Tom would look at him with a blank stare. He'd go, how many pounds are in 2,000 pounds? And Tom would look at him with a blank stare. And uh, I mean, this the whole class was this bad. And um, and this went on for about a week. And the teacher said to me, he said, you know, he said, you probably want to just drop this class. He said, this is going to be really painful. Because <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to get anywhere. They couldn't get past the how many pounds were in a ton step. So The, the worst was when you were smarter than the teacher. That's what drove me batty like oh, that was had, almost every teacher i had <laughs> but like you know we had this guy he was like an oaf of a dude you know big gold uh weightlifting right right and he was he a was, coach right right he was a he was a pe teacher but but we had pe slash health right right, right. so, so yeah. they taught pe for half the year the other half the year they taught health right and in health class, we're learning about the skin and the layers of skin. And one of the, mm. one of the layers of skin is the subcutaneous layer, right? Yeah. And and that's a big long word. And so the teacher was going on and on about this subcutaneous layer. Oh of no! Skin. Oh no! And and oh. I I didn't say anything, you know. But so then it's like, okay, turn to chapter two or whatever. And he started going around the room, make each person read a paragraph. And I saw it coming a mile away. I'm like, motherfucker, my paragraph is going to have that word in it. Yeah, and you're gonna and, you're gonna pronounce it differently than he does. Well, uh, and I was caught like in my mind. I'm saying, should I say it the way he says it? But like the internal part of me that has to be right all the time 
will not allow that. Like the, yeah, the political no, thing to be would have been to defer and just know in my own mind, like you can you can say it wrong if you want, and I'll say it wrong with you, but I know what it is, right? But I could I couldn't allow myself to do that, so it came my turn, and I thought, well, maybe if I say it right, without like directly calling him out, he'll realize it, and. You know, <laughs> then he'll start saying it right, and then that way I avoid the confrontation, right? So came my turn, and sure as shit, I I read the word as subcutaneous, which is as far as I know no, the that's right. way yeah, to that's pronounce right. it, yeah. right? And he stops me and he corrects me. Oh no! <laughs> He's like, no subcontaneous. So and so, <sighs> and so when I resumed reading, I just skipped the word and started with the word after that word to to not like you know because i wasn't going to say it wrong just because he wanted me to say it wrong but like it, we're in that world though i mean that exists like there are people everywhere that are yeah. in charge of things that are, are incompetent yeah or that don't you know can't admit uh, when they're wrong yeah i no, i no. well if i hadn't had connell in my um one class i think i told you that story where where the teacher had the question you know what, what is a creature that lives off another creature without killing it you know and the answer would be parasite mm-hmm. but he counted that answer incorrect and said he was looking for leech which is a type of parasite. Which is a specific parasite yeah yeah well connell also got it wrong cuz he put parasite and i was like wait a minute a leech is a parasite, and a parasite is what you actually defined here. And and uh, and the teacher's like, "Well, I was looking for a leech," and Connell jumped up on his desk and was like, "No!" Anyway, <laughs> so I had Connell to back me up at least in a couple classes. The next time he's on the podcast, that's the story I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he'll like, remember that, but, but screw this, he, I bet he will. Probably. Screw this economics talk. I want to. I want to hear war stories from childhood <laughs> well you know connell was smarter than, i i still think he's smarter than i am and um you know and i was pretty brilliant and my teachers you know generally hated me because i would definitely correct them like i had no problem with that but you know my teachers also like my algebra teacher my advanced algebra teacher used to ask me to solve problems that he couldn't solve if somebody couldn't solve a problem on a test he'd be like or on, on a homework assignment or something he'd be like you know, Tolstman, can you come up and show them, you know, how to sign, how to solve this problem? So, right. Um, I, mean, I never did my homework, but I could always solve the problem. So, what the hell, right? Yeah, in algebra, I had that same deal. Uh, it wasn't advanced. Well, it might have been. I don't remember. It was just algebra that I remember, but it was eleventh grade, and I had that same setup. Never did my homework, and I just passed every test. And the teacher and I made a deal at the end of the year. You know, like if you get an A on your final, then I'll I'll give you a pass for your homework grade. Yeah. But if you get a B, so help me God, I'll give you a zero for every homework that you didn't turn in. <laughs> well, that's that's quite the uh, threat. I mean, it's like, geez, yeah. I got the lowest A that you could get. I was like, Phew. oh, I aced my math tests, like aced them. Well, most of them, like the regular tests, week to week, I would do that. But this was the you know the final exam where you have. Yeah, still, questions or whatever. If I ever got like even one wrong on a math test, I would beat myself senseless. I just yeah. math was math was my thing, and uh, and actually, I was actually teaching the advanced algebra class when I was taking algebra the year before, because if if he had a substitute, he would have me come in to teach the class because the substitute couldn't do it. Right, substitute would keep keep you know discipline in the class, but. 
So, and I'm, I'm a terrible teacher, by the way. I suck at teaching. I still do. I'm sure I was even worse back then. But anyway, we've gone way, way over. And, um, you know, I, I'm still not even close to finish with that thought train because I could go on for weeks about teaching and teachers and, and all that. So, yeah, we, um, I, I had bad PE teachers. I had coaches for science teachers. I had, I, it was nuts. And that's why I say it, I don't want to be arrogant, but saying I'm smarter than most of my teachers really wasn't a big leap. You right. Know? And they were good teachers though. I don't want to say that most of my teachers were pretty decent teachers. You know, they were good at teaching and that's the skill that, you know, as I mentioned, I don't really have that skill um, because I don't feel like teaching is like something you need to do. I, there's, it's, it's all what you can relate to, right? I don't want to be taught. I mean, I do. If I have a question, I want my question answered. That's what I want. Right. I want well, a you handy want to expert. learn. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to learn. I love to learn. I learn. I mean, I'm a constant learner. I get, I get asked if I'm in school when I'm in a restaurant because I'm usually reading a, you know, a nonfiction like a programming manual or something. Like, are you going to college? I'm like, no. I just this is what I do. <laughs> I'm the most boring person on the planet. Right. But, well, I mean, I don't think that, but. Well, that's nice of you, Rob. I didn't mean to just agree outright like that. That was, a, yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. Life I is was hard. Uh, understanding your story. But it could be worse. You're empathizing. Life I appreciate that. I'm going to remove, remove my foot but from my mouth now. Could be worse. hard. But it could be worse. Could have been both feet. 